0: and I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody? It's Johnny King with another episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm here with Stefan Spencer, an SEO expert. Uh, he's had a bunch of different businesses. He's a podcaster author, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur. I could go on and on and on, but uh, we'll, we'll jump right into it. Hey man, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We connected through the, the good old world of Tony Robbins uh, and it was, it was cool to, to start chatting with you. couple weeks ago initially, uh, because our paths didn't necessarily cross in person at a Tony Robbins event uh, per se, but it's been fun to see your illustrious career, but then also how much personal development and Tony Robbins particularly kind of pivoted or transitioned your life on a different trajectory since. So I want to get into all that good stuff. But with this podcast being Becoming Kings, it's really just about guys living their best lives you know, not compared to others, not about just the glitz and the glam. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's, it's to a lot of what we've learned through Tony. It's the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. So I want to talk about those things in, in whatever way shows up in this conversation, but I just want to say thank you for being here. I'm just excited to kind of dig into all the good things that you've got going on um, and where you're headed with life. So, yeah. Thanks for being here.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, something that just popped in my mind for, uh, for me as you were talking is the experience I had of kind of surrendering and letting go of um, the outward, uh, I don't know, style and, and flair and everything of, of trying to attract the ideal mate. Mm. This was back in 2012 mm. after a breakup with my then fiance. And I was studying pickup. I was learning from Neil Strauss, who was mm-hmm. one of the most famous pickup artists, wrote the game.
0: The game, read it. hmm
1: Yeah. And I just surrendered and let all that go. I could have used all those techniques, but I didn't. And that's when the woman of my dreams showed up because I mm. prayed for her to show up. It was at a Tony Robbins event. It was a date with destiny. Mm. A mutual friend, a, a plat platinum partner, introduced us, and I had let my walls down. And I didn't know this at the time, but a a friend had taken a photo of us mm. shortly after we met, like less than an hour after we met, and we looked like old souls. That's just so cool. re reuniting, and in actuality, we were. I didn't know that at the time. I had mm. just met her, but there was this moment five or 10 minutes into meeting her where she had mentioned, I didn't get the, the deeksha. I didn't get touched during that process in the, in the last night of the event where everybody gets blessed and she got missed. A lot of people actually get missed because it's a little chaotic. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, I, I know how to do this. I can give a deeksha. I became a blessing giver in India a couple months earlier And when I put my hands on her and started praying for her, and the more you pray for the person, the more divine grace flows through you from above into the person through your hands. Mm. And I prayed for her like she was my soulmate. Mm. And I knew, I knew. And this is so anti-pickup. This is the exact opposite. So true. To bear my soul in that way. And to then... 18 hours later tell her i love you mm. and she said it back mm. and then nine days later i proposed to her in a hot air balloon above the las vegas desert that is like totally off script for the tip the pickup artist where you're negging and all this sort yes. of ridiculous stuff yes of course she said no <laughs> she said not yet because it had only been nine days i mean what but women in their right mind would uh, say yes, uh, w- without a little bit more time and, and kind of proof in the pudding. But yeah. it even, it, even though it was the most awkward 20 minute descent back down to earth, and it was super awkward also for the uh, pilot who had never had a <laughs> failure. <laughs> he told me, I, I, I've been batting 100. I asked him, like, have you ever had a failed proposal in one of your yeah. balloon rides? Yeah. Never. Yeah. Well, I was his first. Yeah. And uh, he was holding the phone, taking video. I was on one knee in this tiny little basket. It was, oh my goodness, it was crushing. <laughs> Humbling to say the least. We were all bawling uh, all the, whole, the way down, but yeah. it brought us closer together. And when I reproposed to her nine months later, where she prayed for me to show up to uh, days prior, 48 hours prior to us meeting, she prayed for her soulmate to show up. I prayed for my soulmate to show up 12 hours beforehand as I was in the last, uh, minutes of, of, uh, preparing my, my, uh, poster board. You now you have mm-hmm. the relationship vision yes, yes. and you have the mission statements mm-hmm. and power virtues, the way from values towards values. I was working on all that last, last minute. Mm-hmm. And as I finished the relationship vision, I prayed to God, please bring her to me right away. Mm. And I'm, I made sure to emphasize those words right away, right away. Boom. Um, 12 hours later, we were in That's
0: introduced. crazy. That's crazy. Crazy. Well, and you know how Tony says, you know, uh, God's delays aren't God's denials. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's one of those things where she said, she might've said, no, it will, she might not have said, no, she just said maybe
1: not, not yet. Well, she did say not yet. I mean, she said no, and well, not yet. So I heard the no more than I heard the not (laughs) yet, but I, I I got both, both parts of it and it made sense, but it was, it was tough at Mm. the time Mm. to process. I had gotten the ring and everything. I was, I was sure there was Mm. nothing I was more sure of. And yet you get thrown a curveball and you gotta you know, kind of run run with it, roll with it, whatever the, the expression is. So um that's what we did and we were inseparable. We didn't have any uh big kind of challenge from that. It just that mm. was just a tough day. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, but it brought like you said, it brought you closer, right? Yeah, yeah. See, see, what I think is fascinating about the this conversation already is that uh, you know I've I've learned uh, I definitely have spent a lot of time buying online dating programs and programs on love and relationships and done stuff with Tony Robbins of course and that sort of thing. Um, I've read a couple of Neil Strauss's books, including the the game, but uh, I read those and there there is the allure of like oh gosh you know at least the way that he writes is like. If you learn these techniques, you could certainly avoid a lot more <laughs> rejection. Um, and yet there's a part of me that felt like I'm already so much in my head over analyzing things. This makes me think even more like the whole the whole game of dating and relationships is more <laughs> again uh, mathematical or like you're just running scripts, you know, yeah. So many me.
1: techniques, so many. I learned all of them. I learned so many, like IUI, IOIs, yeah. indi- indicators of interest. Yeah, I mean that's that's ninja. Like if you <laughs> squeeze uh, her hand and she squeezes back, that's an indicator of interest. If she's playing with her hair while you're Stocking you're talking it. to her, mm-hmm. that's an indicator of interest. Uh, it's just oh, there's so many giveaway tells that yeah. help you to see if you're on the right track if you're calibrating if you've uh deviated off the path or whatever and yet it wasn't about that i realized those tactics are not how you connect with your soulmate. that is not how you um uh surrender mm-hmm. or you uh make make God your partner in whatever you're trying to do, whether Mm -hmm. it's build the relationship of your dreams or uh, the business of your dreams, you make God, your partner, your business partner, your, your partner in life Mm -hmm. to make these things uh, come to fruition in a meaningful way. And uh, that's when all the magic happens. That's when the miracles happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you do a little technique and you hand your phone to the person with the, uh, uh, the, the phone number dial ready to, to go for them to punch in their number. And then you get the phone back and then you hit the, the green button to hit play. Or I mean, to hit, uh, you know, a dial. And then if their phone rings and they gave you a real number, and if it mm-hmm. didn't, then like all this stuff is tactical nonsense. And it, <laughs> you know, it reminds me of a great quote from the art of war. I love this quote mm. tactics without strategy is the noise before defeat.
0: Mm. Mm. Amen to that. Amen to that. I think it's, uh, it's it's interesting because I, I've recently gone through a breakthrough, a breakthrough, a breakup, uh, like we were talking right before I started recording (laughs) with you. And, you know, some of my friends were like, have you, have you started dating again? I was like, no, (laughs) you know, have you gotten back online with dating apps? I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, how, how am I going to change things up? If I keep getting the same results in, in many regards, although I definitely see a lot of progress, a lot of growth, I've been focusing more on just meditating and focusing on connecting similar to what you were talking about, but connecting with um, just that feeling of love for her, even if I don't know a name or a face just yet, but maybe I do, maybe I have met her, you know? Well,
1: and you've uh, met her, but not yet in this mm, lifetime. Mm. Yeah there's this concept i've learned i've I've had this uh, big spiritual epiphany and uh, a couple of them one was in india on a plat trip in 2012 right before meeting my my now wife yeah Um, but there was a more recent one this year and um this recent one kind of unveiled the the matrix for me and and one thing i i recognize now after this second level of awakening is that our soulmates and, uh, and 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 us we have a soul contract that we agree to before we incarnate mm. so whoever this person is out there this woman of your <laughs> dreams you and her you guys are destined <clears throat> to meet and it might be just a chance occurrence of you just miss the subway or whatever and then she's there on the platform, uh, or it could be that you just catch it and she's on the other side in the subway train, whatever it is, but there's these synchronicities there, the, the chance occurrences that aren't chance and they're preordained. So if you can kind of connect to where, uh, you are in, in the higher dimensions, like your higher self, there's there's the physical version of you, but there's the higher self, the, the kind of up in the heavens part of your soul that you can connect with. And you can, you can ask guidance and say, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to actually get on one of these dating apps or am I supposed to get out and hang out at coffee shops and and, and do my emails uh, every morning at Starbucks? Or what am I supposed to do here? How, how do I, how do I speed this process up because I really want her in my life now. And I feel like I'm ready. I've done my work. And the important thing I, I did in my relationship vision is I made sure to make a whole section about who I would be in the relationship. How am I going to show up? What's the relationship going to be like? She going to be like, yes, but who am I going to be? Because if I am needy or petty or, um, have fear of abandonment or whatever it is, I better heal that first so that I don't have somebody who is the complement of, of those unmet needs. I want to, I want to feel complete and whole. And I, I there's this great quote, uh, about what a soulmate is it's from Edgar Casey. He was a very famous clairvoyant. Uh, who lived in the previous century and, and he channeled his higher self. So he, instead of connecting to some uh, person from hundreds of years ago or whatever, uh, or I don't know, last century, Albert Einstein or whatever, he connected to his higher self. And what he said about soulmates is this, a soulmate is an ongoing connection with another individual that the soul picks up again in various times and places over lifetimes we are attracted to another person at a soul level, not because that person is our unique complement, but because by being with that individual, we are somehow provided with an impetus to become whole ourselves. So this soulmate who's waiting for you, who's in your vortex, you just don't have a picture of her yet. You don't know where she lives. No. She is the uh, impetus for you to become whole. In this lifetime, she's not your uh, other half, the, the unique compliment, the two peas in a pod sort of thing. She is the person who's going to make you grow the most in this lifetime.
0: Uh, just, it's, it's so profound. And I, I, when you say it, just, it resonates you know, um, deeply because I feel like, again, so much is the younger version of me. It's been trying to control everything. You know, and it's uh, rather than to your point, we're surrendering. Uh, yeah. And I, I by, some- by
1: the way, your audio went really weird; like you're using a different mic.
0: Yeah, I am. This it, something something changed on my end that I'm working on. I don't know why, but uh, okay. Hopefully, you can hear me okay. <clears throat> yeah, it's just a moment. bit
1: echoey, but yeah, yeah, that's
0: fine. Um, and I saw a, a video on social media just even earlier today of, of Esther Perel saying you know, rather than so much focusing on like, what do I want? What do I want to get? You got to focus to your point. uh, And I've heard it before. Who do you want to attract by, by essentially, you know, you being everything you want to be um, versus waiting, like you said, to, to attract your, your other half or, um, oh, I'm looking for someone who just makes me so much better. It's like, no, to me it's, and that's a big part of this podcast is having guys say, you know, I can feel proud of who I am today and I know I'll always improve, but, but becoming Kings is with or without, uh, you know, someone to share your life with. It's, it's about a bigger purpose. And, and then funny how things flow and connect when you, when you are able to finally surrender and let go of attempting to control things that you can't.
1: Yeah. And speaking of flow and getting those, uh, things to just manifest, If you think of, um, what could be blocking your destiny, your, uh, your soulmate connection or whatever, a lot of times it has to do with karmic debt or, uh, unfinished business with your ex or exes. Mm. And if you can heal that rather than leave just chaos and, and mayhem in your wake but you make sure that you leave the person better off than you found them. And I know you had, as you said, you had a recent breakup. I mentioned this to you before we started recording. I'm going to mention it now. Um, Ho'oponopono, which Mm. is an ancient Hawaiian uh, prayer, essentially. It's a principle, it's a concept, it's a process where you can have um, resolution to whatever the, the thing is that you are dealing with, whether it's it's uh, healing or, or coming to peace and closure in, in a, a relationship that uh, hasn't worked or has, has already ended, or if it's grieving and you have lost somebody, so they're now on the other side and you miss them terribly, pano actually works for that too. There's a great book I've been reading. It's uh, called Ho'oponopono Your Path to True Forgiveness. It's by Matt James. I love this book. And the introduction talks about his little five or six year old girl uh, daughter at the time. I think she's probably well into her teens now. But at the time, she had lost her best friend. This little girl in kindergarten losing your best friend, like gone, gone. And and how devastating that can be. And the circumstances of that, she died from cancer, but one day she came into school and she didn't feel well and she couldn't really eat her lunch. So she went to the nurse's office and her, um, the, this guy's uh, daughter went with the best friend to the nurse's office. Her mom came, picked her up. She never came back. Mm devastating and then uh she started not wanting to eat because she connected the dots in her little kindergarten mind of mm-hmm. you eat you don't feel well you go home and you never you never come back and her friends uh that were also really good friends with this girl who who passed from cancer they had developed, by the time they were nine or 10, pretty serious eating disorders. But the difference was with this girl, the author's daughter, she healed from it because of Ho'oponopono. Yes. He did these exercises mm. with her. And it's very simple. It's so simple. It's four statements. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And I love you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Now, you can... Use that as a scaffolding for a whole conversation, or you can just simply say those four sentences. The person doesn't even need to be in your physical presence. The person doesn't even need to be on this physical plane. They could have already passed away, but by doing this with the person with that soul, You can achieve such incredible healing and and completion, fulfillment of the soul contract that you had with this person. It's really, really beautiful. And the process I use for it is a a, a little bit of a variation. Still uses the common uh, four uh, sentences with, I, I expound on them. But with this crucial difference, I ask Archangel Gabriel, who's the messenger angel, to deliver the message for me. And so I say something along these lines, Archangel uh, Gabriel, can you please deliver the following message in the way and with the timing that yields the most benevolent outcome for this person, whoever it is, and everyone involved. And then I say, and here's, here's my message. I, I, I'm I'm deeply sorry for offending you or hurting you or uh, neglecting you or whatever it was. I'm so so sorry. Please forgive me. I thank you for bringing this lesson to my attention. I thank you for being part of my life. I thank you for um, choosing me to be your life partner, friend, child, what, uh, whatever. Yeah parent, etc., And then I love you. I love you. Really, really powerful. And you can do it um, once. You can do it every night for a week, two weeks. You'll get a, something will shift. Something will shift. You will get a powerful healing and then you'll be ready for the next chapter. Mm.
0: See, I, again, I feel like this, is, this is a conversation that <laughs> there's just no coincidences because I've just really been focusing for me personally. And I think so many guys, um, that are working through their woundings, their trauma, their pain. Uh, I personally have been working on just forgiving myself. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of need for forgiveness because I judge myself so much. Uh, I'm such a, i am such I think a lot of us are hard critics <laughs> of ourselves. And so I feel like that's, that's something that, this is such an easy, would you call it a prayer? So yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's a prayer. It really is.
0: It's a simple prayer that uh, anyone could adopt. And like you said, just practice. It's, it doesn't take much more than that. So I I can do it
1: on a daily basis, just in conversations that you're already having with people. mm -hmm. Right. So let's say that you're in conversation with, your kid, you're in conversation with your brother or sister with right. your parent, Right. And it's like, all right, I want to have a higher level conversation with this person. Let's say it's a parent and you're like, okay, uh, how are you, how are you doing? How are things, anything new instead of that? Just say, you know what? I, I want to get something off my chest. I want to acknowledge how much you've done for me, even though you didn't have the tools and resources at the time that you were raising me. Hmm. And I, I love you so much, regardless of whatever water under the bridge and, uh, and mistakes made by both sides, by both of us. I love you. And I am so grateful for you. Thank you for um, bringing me into this world, for raising me, for making all the sacrifices that you made. I just, I'm so appreciative of that. And, I am sorry for the trouble and the challenges and the, uh, the tough love and the, Mm -hmm. and the rebellion and all that stuff. I, I, I really am sorry. I I know I wasn't easy. uh, And um, you know, please forgive me. And when you ask, when you go from, I'm sorry to please forgive me, then it goes from like a, a one way, I don't know, just uh, expression of, uh, uh, of, of your um, contriteness to yeah. a conversation. And now you are waiting for a response. If, if you just tell somebody, I'm, I'm sorry, that can be misread as flippant or insincere. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry I'm 20 minutes late. I really am sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're sorry until the next time that happens and then you're 30 minutes late. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll just wait for that one. Mm-hmm. But if you say, please forgive me, and then you just zip it and you wait for a response, that's a conversation. Mm-hmm. You care about what they have to say next. You're not just on to the next topic.
0: It's mm-hmm. powerful. Really powerful. What what's interesting is again, um, looking through your websites, looking through your bio, all the good things that you've done. We could have had a conversation very easily about writing books and starting companies and a lot of that, the science of achievement, if you will, right? Um, would you say that the, the Tony Robbins was a, a shift where you start focusing more on fulfillment? Was this a piece that you were already kind of dialed in on? How would you say, because I just feel like you're, I'm talking to a wise soul here of a man that's, you know, done his work and, you know, made the rounds, so to speak, you know? Um,
1: Yeah. Well, I, I love your question. And I was a hot mess prior to Tony Robbins, 2009, October, it was the, uh, uh, unleash the power within event in chicago and we talked and you about you were that. there
0: i was there yeah yeah well, i didn't the, meet my, you then but yeah
1: <laughs> that was your first event that was my That's first all, event uh,
0: yeah it's crazy
1: yeah well there are no coincidences there really aren't tony says this there are no coincidences mm-hmm. so what is it about that event that shifted me well it was the firewalk it was realizing i could walk on my bare feet on 2000 degree hot coals without even getting a water blister Mm -hmm. that uh, made me shift my thinking around what's possible Mm -hmm. and what is holding me back. What fears are keeping me from, for example, for example, getting LASIK surgery. Mm -hmm. I also was, was losing my hair. My hairline was really receding. And Mm -hmm. so I went and got a hair transplant that was three months after upw Mm. but three weeks after upw i went and got lasik no more no more glasses Mm. and i changed my diet i changed my uh workout regimen i started really working out i became literally unrecognizable from the previous version of myself Mm. and i've got a, a picture i'll share of the 12 year earlier version of me and i I have to tell you, I didn't love this guy mm. until pretty recently, but I totally love this guy now, mm. but this was me.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Unrecognizable.
0: And, and I saw, yeah. I saw photos of you on the, the different uh, magazines that you were on and things like that from the eighties and the nineties. I'm like, is, I'm like, which one is he? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. You, you really have made it an amazing uh, physical transformation as well as a mental, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah. So that's the thing too. Is it was all physical, emotional, mental mm. in the beginning. So it started with UPW. I then uh, I went uh, two months after that to Business Mastery, or was it five months after that? Whenever <laughs> you know, the the next event was, it was Business Mastery. Uh, which great story around that of how I managed to afford that when there was no way I could afford it. Uh, I, I love the story of the Bentley that, that Tony shares. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that. Yes. Yes. And then there was business mastery too in Fiji in September. And by that point I was a different looking person. Mm. I was unrecognizable by then <laughs> it took 10 months. Cause I had to grow the hair in and I, you know, had to make all those changes, but the spiritual shift in me was where i became internally unrecognizable from mm-hmm. who i was before because the external is great and you know the mindset and all that is internal but that's more of an outer layer of it i mean in the deep depths of your soul who are you cuz you're not an seo expert you're not an author you're not a podcaster you're not a consultant or any of that mm-hmm. You are a pure and beautiful soul, and you have a mission on this earth in this lifetime. You've got soul contracts to fulfill. You have a soulmate to hook up with and to reveal incredible light in the world. Hmm. And most of us kind of are going through our lives blissfully ignorant of all this. Many, many of us, and me included. It wasn't until age 42 when I went to the oneness plat trip in india in october of 2012 where i woke up Mm. and that's when i became aware of the bigger picture that Mm. i had a relationship with god that i didn't even realize i had i didn't even believe in god i was agnostic almost atheistic up until age 42 Mm. and it was at that event where a monk a oneness monk Touched me on the head, gave me a deeksha, just like I gave to my wife in in Date with Destiny. Mm -hmm. And that particular monk was in such a high vibrational state that it zapped me. It was an LSD trip. Mm -hmm. Not that I know what LSD is like. I've never done drugs. (laughs) But everything was technicolor. It was like a cartoon, most vibrant colors. It was trippy. And I felt this deep sense of connection, peace. I was one with the creator. I was one with the fabric of creation. It was incredible. I'd never felt anything like that before. And all I got was touched on the head. Changed everything. It changed my whole life. So I have Tony to thank for that awakening because he put that trip together. I have Tony to thank for my marriage, my, <laughs> my wife being in my life. And I have Tony to thank for my physical transformation. Mm. I mean, who knows? I could have died of a heart attack uh, by now if I had kept on going this the way I was going in 2007, 8, 9. And, and sometimes it takes a Mack truck to hit us, to wake <laughs> us up. And that's exactly what happened. 2009, I did not know Tony Robbins from... Uh, Adam Ant at right. that point in my life right, right. infomercial guy right I'm, yeah. who is this guy
0: yeah
1: it was it was a combination of three different people telling me in uh, a short span of time like a week you got to go to this tony robbins what T- tony robbins who go to this event it's in chicago you need to go i was in the depths of despair i was going through a divorce i was and and depression. I was, uh, I felt despondent and, uh, unresourceful. And that was, that was the, that was my bottom out moment. So I was able to then, uh, use that as, as, as a kind of a platform to bounce off of and, and reboot my life. But sometimes the biggest pain, the biggest, uh, headache or suffering or whatever in our life is our biggest gift. My Mm -hmm. wife says my wife uh, also a podcaster, couples who podcast together, stay together, by the way. (laughs) yes. Her podcast is stellar life, by the way, but her, her, uh, truism that I I love sharing with people is that it's always a gift, but sometimes the bow is on the bottom.
0: Mm.
1: For me, that was my bow on the bottom gift moment where I was just so in, in, uh, in a lost place because of the divorce. I didn't want a divorce, but it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. <laughs> yeah.
0: we, ha- we have very similar stories in that sense. Uh, and, and I've, I've for, for my love of how much Tony Robbins changed my life, I have sent, uh, and brought along with me a lot of my friends. And I think initially I wanted to, give them this gift. This has changed my life. And then and then it was a little humbling to to have guys be like, Yeah, that was good. And 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 not necessarily connect as deeply as I did. But now I realized to your point, I was at such a low point in my life. And little did I know after I was coming back from my first, you know, or my second UPW, that's when my uh, my ex informed me the, the marriage was over. Had I not had Tony and gone through that like I don't know if I would be still at the bottom of a barrel or, or even alive for that matter, you know, but I think it does take sometimes uh, a depth of despair or, you know, just getting down to your, your grounds zero sometimes to be able to come back from the ashes, right. <laughs> and, uh, make something of yourself. But if I think sometimes that's why, uh, <laughs> good is the the enemy of great in that sense where like if things are pretty good and i think a lot of a lot of men are there too it's like ah, things are pretty good but then they're feeling like something is just missing right there's another level that they're just like ah, i don't know why i'm not as fulfilled because on paper i should be so much happier than i am you know yeah yeah it it sounds like you you've gone through that probably (laughs) once if not many times you know
1: yes yes and you know a few things come to mind as you're talking one is that when you pay, you pay attention. So yeah. your friend that you sent to UPW or whatever, and you yep. probably gifted him a ticket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did he pay? What was his investment? What was his skin in the game? Zero. Right. Mm-hmm, I've sent, mm-hmm. I've sent team members, staff mm-hmm. to Tony Robbins events, like UPW, uh, one guy really smart, switched on uh, guy uh, young. And I just thought he's going to eat this up. Mm-hmm. He skipped day four. What the heck? I, like I, I was flabbergasted. Like that's the last time I'm giving away the yeah. Tony Robbins event. Yeah. Like that just does not assist that person or anyone else. And then the other thing that came to my mind was, um, you know how there's this uh, great documentary, I'm not your guru yep. about Tony. Yep. I think this is really critical. It's important that you don't put anybody, Tony or anyone else, on a pedestal yep, because right. if you do you are elevating the messenger above the message mm-hmm. it's all about the message in fact mm-hmm. you can get the message direct we're all psychic we can all get uh guidance from above mm-hmm. direct we mm-hmm. don't have to go through an intermediary mm-hmm. so yeah it's just not about the messenger like i i haven't been to a, a tony robbins event in years and it's not that i I, I think less of him. It's just that I've moved on and I'm getting a lot more of the guidance direct now from the, the creator, from, from my divine. I'm getting uh, guidance direct from my spiritual guides, angels, like stuff that I would have thought was a little Looney Tunes a year ago. has <laughs> happened since that, that uh, wake up moment on January 22nd this year, mm, mm. which I sh- maybe should uh, share a little bit, but I don't, I know we're getting close to time. So no, maybe love it. for love another, it <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll do the, uh, the speed version of this on January 22nd, I prayed to God for a job. Mm. Now I have a successful business. Why would I pray for a job? This was because three months earlier, I in preparation for interviewing Sheila Gillette, a pretty famous psychic medium, who wrote the fifth dimension uh, book and s- several others. Mm. She had explained her near death experience in 1969 on this video that I watched as I was preparing to interview her, I was doing my research. And mm. she said, I was um, having complications from giving birth, from childbirth. And it was an embolism and it was really bad. And I was on my way out, All right? It was like last rights sort of moments. Mm. Wow she prayed to god please let me raise my kids let me stay on this planet please give me a job Any, i'll do anything just give me a job and jesus showed up at the base of her bed smiling mm-hmm. this beautiful energy flows into the top of her head into her crown chakra she heals overnight like instantly to like to the shock and amazement of all the doctors she defied all the odds Mm. and then she started having psychic abilities Mm. she started channeling and then she started to channel archangels she channels 12 archangels they go by a a, a group name of theo they don't identify themselves individually Mm. she's the real deal absolutely no doubt no doubt and so i just that stuck with me that that video of her talking about praying for a job and so on january 22nd i prayed for a job and i i didn't say this explicitly but this was implied i don't want to have a near-death experience in order to get it
0: <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah
1: and here's where we circle back to the mac truck because i mentioned that earlier right mm-hmm. so sometimes it's a mac truck that shows up mm-hmm. you don't have to get the mac truck it could be that you intercept that much earlier on in the journey, and you start when you're starting to get feathers landing gently on your shoulder, and you're like, mm. you know what? I feel like I better call this person, or I better make peace with this person, or I better turn right today instead of turning left or whatever. You, you take the intuitive hits totally, and you follow them totally, and and you can ignore them. It's super easy to, but then they turn into bricks, and when the bricks fall on you, those hurt. Mm-hmm. It's like you get the cancer scare or whatever. Yeah but then the Mack truck, you hit rock bottom and that shifts everything that shakes your entire world and you need it at the time, but you didn't have to have it. You Mm -hmm. could have opted to make the shift earlier. You Mm -hmm. could have even preemptively proactively acted even before the, the, you get the feathers showing up. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I aim to do everywhere in my life. Since I got that prayer answered, which was instant. Mm. It was instant. The veil was lifted or or thinned. I should, let's say thinned. I I can't see everything, but I can see the matrix. Mm. I can see the matrix. It's incredible. I realize now these times when divine intervention saved me from dying. Like I just thought I got lucky when I uh, walked away from a a total uh, car crash that, um, it totaled my car i was going 65 miles an hour i was driving all night fell asleep behind the wheel while still going 65 miles an hour and Jeez. i had a light pole that popped out totaled the car but i walked away without a scratch and i'm like i see now i had divine intervention mm. like i was saved i would have been toast, uh, toast. Yeah. i would have been toast and there's so many things like that and i start getting messages and like like i said we're all psychic we can get the direct guidance you know, sometimes you get this intuitive hit. I, I was reading this book, uh, You're Born for This by um, Bruce Wilkinson. There's yeah. this great story in there about how uh, this guy comes from a Bruce Wilkinson's seminar. He learned all about how to um, deliver God's miracles and be a delivery agent, pizza delivery guy for God, you know. And, <laughs> and this thing just comes to him. He's, he's this construction worker, he's having a real uh, tough time in his marriage; it's kind of falling apart. And he's he's talking to this this guy Johnny, who uh, came right from a seminar. And normally he'd switch the topics or whatever. He's like, I feel real uncomfortable talking about this. This time he listened and he waited for something to come with to, to him, an intuitive hit or a psychic message. He blurted out, "You need to go home and make your bed." And the guy that heard this, his jaw dropped. He couldn't believe it. He said, "How did you know?" My wife tells me all the time that that messy bed I leave every morning is indicative of everything that's wrong in our relationship. Oh wow! And so I'm going home at break, and I'm going to make that bed before she comes home. Mm. Saved mm-hmm. her marriage. I'm I saved our marriage. I'm sure of it. I'm sure mm. of it. And. All you have to do to have those kind of psychic abilities is just ask. Yeah. Just make yourself available and say, I'm ready. And in Isaiah, and that's also in that book, in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah was in front at the feet of God. And there's like a board meeting essentially going on with the angels, like, I'm going to do this miracle. We're going to do that. And who's doing that? And little Isaiah is there and send me. Here I am. Send me. I could be you. You could Mm -hmm. say it here I am, God, send me, Mm. I'm ready. I want to do this. Life-changing. And then you start seeing these happen on a daily basis or a regular basis. And you're like, okay, this is not at all like the physical reality that I thought it was.
0: Yeah. And I, and, and truthfully, I've just been, I think in part of my own journey to just surrendering and just, or just getting exhausted with realizing that the way that I'm doing it isn't working. And I think that happens and you get into your forties and you're like, okay, I've lived long enough to see that if I don't change, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And are those results what I ultimately want? And then having stepped into Dr. Joe Dispenza this past year, just doing more meditation. I've been just weird things that I cannot explain that I put into my you know different podcast episodes I'm like okay something else is is going on and and I've been attempting to to communicate to to the listeners like this if if you're just stepping into this uh conversation let's say it it might it's not that it's going to go over your head, but there might be some skepticism there I'm just trying to think of you know, but I think it's one of those things where if any of it resonates then then it's just worth at least putting some effort into it, you know, or having a conversation or reaching out to you after this, they listen to this podcast, reaching out to me, just having like go a little bit deeper versus just completely writing it off. Yeah, because I yeah. agree with you. There's times it will be like, ah, oh, this sounds weird or just too airy fairy, you know, but like there's a there's part of it where like this, I think this has to, to do with why we make things out to be so much more complicated in life than they than they need to be you know, yeah. and things can truly, truly flow. So, yeah.
1: you know, two, two quick, really quick uh, responses to that. One is practice the willing suspension of disbelief mm. that changes everything mm. that opens the channels. Mm. Okay. And, and uh, I say that the, the skeptic and the cynic are essentially two sides of the same coin. <laughs> yes. So if you want to be known as a cynic in this lifetime, Keep going down the skeptic path, mm-hmm. but it doesn't lead to the big rewards. And, oh, and the second thing, look for and ask for without a doubt signs. Hmm. Be open to them and ask for them. I like this, the, 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 the awakenings that we're all getting, it's contagious. It's beautiful. It's, it's spreading like wildfires. So great hmm. a little example of that. Uh, one of my staff, uh, her, mo- her mom had passed and, and she really misses her mom um, through hearing my, a bit about my podcast and you know, knowing uh, the journey I'm on. She decided to talk to her mom in the car, just by herself with her mom up, up in the heavens. And yes. you know what happened was she asked her mom for a without a doubt sign and turns the corner five seconds later, there's an owl in the middle of the road blocking her from going anywhere, <laughs> staring her down and stays, she stops the car, stays there five minutes, stares her down. No doubt that was her mom because five seconds earlier she said, and can you let me know that you know this is real, that you're here? Because <laughs> I, I need a without a doubt sign. So just ask, just ask for one. That's the simple answer for that.
0: Mm, mm. Mm, that's powerful. It makes me think of a story of, of after my mom passed away in a dream that I had, and then a, an occurrence very similar to that that I'll save for another time. But in in wrapping things up, I, I have one more question, um, just because I i know a lot of the things that, that you do is focus on legacy. Um, but how do you want to be remembered?
1: As somebody who um, left the world a little bit better, then he found it and uh, revealed light at every opportunity. Yeah. And Whether it's a prospect meeting, a, 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 a client delivery call, a seminar, a, a, a panel discussion where I'm on stage or a podcast interview, I'm always thinking about how do I reveal light. That's yeah. all.
0: Well, you've certainly done that today. I appreciate it. I, I almost moved to tears just because, uh, some of those stories, um, they do really resonate with my own journey. And I think that's the big part of, uh, of what I want to communicate through this podcast and the work that I do, um, yeah. is that we don't have to have all our shit together. I'm not, uh, you know, faking like I'm got all my stuff together and I'm a, I'm a king. I'm, I'm on the journey and the journey I think never ends, you know, towards improvement. And, uh, for me personally, God, um, having that relationship and, and moving closer and closer towards aligning myself with source, you know, cause I go in and out of that to me makes, uh, all the difference to, to being guided and led in my day-to-day work. So <clears throat> it seems like you are certainly dialed in on that and, and you're a great inspiration and, and mentor, if even as a, a new relationship for me to be like, man, that's, I can see that the work does pay off just through what you're doing. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you. And, you know, we're all on this journey together. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us are a few steps ahead, some a few steps behind, but we're all just on our way home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and how nice that again, uh, especially men doing men's work, we can see that like, okay, I, I may not be able to see the light of the tunnel, but I can see uh, Stefan, he's going and he's further down. Like at least follow him, you know, uh, follow the guy that's in front of you. Right. And and keep having faith that even if it's dark at times, you've got brothers that are on the path. Um, so anyways, yeah. and you can you.
1: see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. If you ask, if you don't ask, you don't get, but if you yeah. ask incredible things can happen, you can get visions, prophetic like dreams, yeah. uh, clear audience clairvoyance all sorts of like people are waking up and their psychic abilities are waking up and Mm -hmm. their uh their connection to the creator is just getting so strong and it's just an amazing time to be alive
0: Uh, yeah amen to that there's definitely an awakening going on that's for sure Um, yeah well thank you how how if guys want to really reach out and connect with you on just a litany of things that they could probably connect with you on how can guys uh what's the best way to to reach out and find you connect
1: yeah. with you well my website is stefanspencer.com and my podcasts are get yourself optimized that's the mm-hmm. personal development podcast that's getyourselfoptimized.com and mm-hmm. my marketing podcast is marketing speak and that's marketingspeak.com. Cool. But yeah, you can reach me via email me at com. I'm on all the social platforms as well. Yeah. So you can yeah. follow me there and, uh, I'd be happy to assist, happy to connect, happy to help a brother out.
0: Mm. Well, thank you. I, I really do feel like, uh, you've, you've just got an amazing heart and, and as a result of doing a lot of work, otherwise you could have been probably on a different trajectory. Um,
1: Oh yeah. Did- With my childhood. Uh, yeah prison or dead or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But again, your, your humility to to surrender and figure out a way, even if you, you know, like, like we did, there's a, probably another whole big story there. Of, I don't have the money, but I'm, I'm, I'm going for it. Right. Your commitment to you and your growth was, uh, stronger than your commitment to limiting stories, which is pretty yeah. cool. So
1: sometime you'll have to share with your listeners, the, uh, the, uh, the Corniche story from UPW. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I okay. ask a better question, ask, uh, I get a better answer. Yeah.
0: Yes. hundred percent. I will. I will. I will. Well, thank you so much for, for being on and guys, I really, really highly recommend that you reach out to Stefan and just connect. Um, you know, how often do you have a guy like this? Who's gone through, done the work, uh, is continuing to do the work and is open to, to support you in any way that he can. So Stefan, thank you. Thanks, Johnny. All right, you guys, take care. And thanks for checking in on this episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. We'll catch up with you on the next one. Take care. That's it for this one. And I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say, hey, It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts, since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend, or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn,